Blog Talk Radio. Welcome in to the latest edition of Dosa Buffa. It's been a while. Uh, it's been exactly, let's see, I'm a math is hard, math is hard. It's been over two years. Uh, I think May 2016 was the last one. Let's put it this way. Uh, the last time I did one of these little blog talk radio dose of buffas was I was in Arkansas. I was in purgatory, shithole Arkansas. Yes, this on the blog talk radio page, this says it's rated PG-13. I'm probably going to stretch that. So I put the kids to bed and uh, um, and listen in to some Cardinals talk. Uh, three games left. So let's just kind of set up the parameters of what the Cardinals are facing. As I look at the standings tonight, the Cubs are beating the Pirates. Uh, the Dodgers were off today, so the wild card standings, the Brewers are in. If the Cubs win, it's going to make it hard for the Brewers to catch them unless the Cardinals can just really smack around the Cubs. But it's going to be the Cardinals and the Dodgers, man, for that last spot. And so the Dodgers are one game up. They have their 88 wins are better than the Cardinals' 87, so – and they face the Giants this weekend. The Cardinals face the Cubs. So here is the simple thing. The Cardinals win two out of three or sweep, and the Dodgers get lose the series or get swept, and the Cardinals are pretty much in. If the Cardinals take two out of three and the Dodgers lose two out of three, that means they'll end in a tie and a one-game playoff at Bush Stadium on Monday. That is a lot of information and we've only been on the air for about two minutes. Folks, uh, I'll be honest with you. We are 159 games into this schedule, and the Cardinals sitting at 87 and 72, which, you know what, For from where they were, let's just kind of give them the consolidation comment. From where they were, uh, 47 and 46 on July 14th, to be 15 games over 500 is not really satisfying, but it's somewhat of a comeback. Yeah, it gives you a little dignity. It gives them a little bit of a, a more pleasant parachute, but in this town, you make the playoffs or it's a disappointment, and especially if you have a $100 million payroll. And the Cardinals came into September with you know, a chance to really anchor themselves in the, in the, into the playoff race. And they have instead went, you know, they started the, the, the month off great. And then, I mean, they came into the month on a hot note and then they lose the first series of the season of the month to the Reds. They lose two games at home on the first and second of September. And then they lose to the Nationals on the third, and then they recover, and they win that series. But then they lose to the Tigers on the weekend of the seventh to the ninth. And then they recover again, and they beat the Pirates. But in one of the two biggest series this month, maybe even the season, you lose three out of four to the Dodgers. The Dodgers came into Bush Stadium on September 13th, three games behind the Cardinals in the wild card. And it's pretty simple. It was a close game on that Thursday night, and the Cardinals ended up losing 9-7. to seven. 
They get shut out on Friday night. They get demolished on Saturday, 17-4. to And then Adam Wainwright comes out, pitches a gem, and kind of saves the season momentarily with a 5 nothing shutout win on the 16th. And then they beat the Braves, two out of three, who just clinched the, the NL East. And then they sweep the Giants. So suddenly, if you want to be a small sample size fan, which is the best way to be because it's, it's, it's the, the one that hurts the least, that viewpoint, the Cardinals from the 16th to the 20th, they win all but one game. Yeah, they go 6-1. and one. The win against the Dodgers, the two against the Braves, and the three against the Giants. But then the Brewers come to town, and this is where it gets butt ugly, hairy, and nasty. You lose a nasty game to the Brewers six to four on Monday. You get wiped out on Tuesday, and you lose a nail biter last night, two to one. And now you're off today before you play three straight day games against the Cubs, and if. Maybe a week ago, the, the idea would be the Cubs might want to lay down a little bit in this series. For the record, I don't think they're ever going to lay down against the Cardinals with any kind of playoff implications on the line. So now the Brewers are pushing them for the division, so they're going to be playing hard. And they have Kyle Hendricks going tomorrow. They have Cole Hamels on Saturday, and they have Mike Montgomery going on Sunday. The Cardinals are going to put old man Wayno on the mound and I say old man because uh, the oldest Cardinals on this team, you have Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright. They're right up there. You know, They're both 36 years old. So old man Wainwright could be his final start for the Cardinals, could be his you know, climb in the mound at Wrigley where he has been very good in his career with the Cardinals. If the Cardinals lose tomorrow, I mean, you almost have to think that it's over, especially if the Dodgers win now. Theoretically, as I pointed out in the beginning of this, uh, what do we call this podcast, blog talk podcast episode entitled, if you want to find it, it is entitled, uh, what do we got? Rogues and Red Rambling. That's all I'm doing. Can Adam Wainwright save the cards? So, theoretically, if the Cardinals lose tomorrow, they can still win. If the Dodgers were to lose Saturday and Sunday and the Cardinals win Saturday and Sunday, again, if it ends in a tie between the Dodgers and the Cardinals, the Cardinals have the better record up against, so the game will be played. There will be one more game if the Cardinals can manage that. They will create another game at Bush Stadium for the chance to play another one-game playoff against most likely the Brewers, maybe the Cubs, on Monday on Tuesday. A lot of stuff going on right now. Cardinals are just, I mean, when it appeared that they were going to be, you know, let's see if we go here. I'm trying. I'm checking Twitter. I'm on Twitter at, at Buffet82. If you want to check out the link, I posted that link to listen to this. You can call in on this damn thing. Uh, 929-477-3193 in the most weird number of all time. But that is the guest calling. You can call in. I will see your number on my little blog talk radio switchboard, which is so fancy. One click and you're in. But um, what the hell was I talking about? But the Cardinals, it's as simple as that. They have come down. They have made it as hard as possible. 
And, and that's just what the Cardinals do. Do they do it any way else? I mean, you look at August, and this team was just unstoppable. They start off the month beating up the Rockies. They they beat the Pirates. They beat the Marlins. They sweep the Royals. They take three out of four against the Nationals. They take two out of three against the Brewers. Uh, and then they sweep the Dodgers. This is how good things are going. How much things can change in a month. From the 17th of August to the 22nd, the Cardinals took five of six games from the Brewers and the Dodgers. You flash forward a month, and they lose six of seven against the Dodgers and the Brewers. One month basically separates that. And after they beat the Dodgers in August, they took two out of three against the Rockies in Colorado. So they do really good there. Uh, Then they beat the Pirates. And they beat the crap out of the Reds. And then September starts, and they get their ass whooped. Let's see. Anybody on the Twitter tweets? Going on here. We got anything on the Twitter tweets here? You can ask questions. I hear steps behind me. <laughs> I'm doing this in my living room, my dining room. Anyway, sorry for the pause. That was called uh, a non-brought-to-you-by-pause there on a Dose of Bubba podcast. And I'm being quiet because I'm trying to make the greatest, the best audio possible. Bear with me that this is my first blog talk radio podcast. I'm doing it on my phone because I don't have a microphone. This is a bare-boned podcast. This is why I've been doing Periscopes because all you do is click a couple buttons on Twitter and everybody can see you and they can comment. This is like old school. And we are 10 minutes into this damn thing. So I had some talking points. Let's get to that instead as I try to go from being a guy who's done over a couple years of radio to back to being uh, a rambling idiot asshat on Block Talk Radio. Um, First topic, can the Cardinals rescue their season really well? It's never easy to play in Wrigley Field. I personally hate playing there. The Cardinals were that last in Wrigley at the end of July. This was that five-game series that they played after the All-Star break, and they lost the first game 9-6, to and then Matt Carpenter made history in less than seven innings in an 18-5 to win they split a doubleheader. I was at Wrigley for the first game. They lost 7-2. to two. They won 63 at the nightcap. And then they lost the Sunday game 7-2. to So the last time they were at Wrigley, they lost 3 out of 5. It's just not an easy place to play. Uh, you know, the Cubs are tough. They may be having a problem with their bullpen right now. They may be having a little bit of an issue in putting together wins and putting away the Brewers, but still and you know in April and that, that was a makeup of there was a four game series in April in Wrigley and they lost two of those games to makeups 
And so they won uh, on the 17th. So overall in the season, they have won three and lost four. So it's just not an easy place to play. And the Cubs are trying to win a division, so they're going to be playing their butt off. It's not going to be easy. And I think if I was a betting person, I'd probably say no. Because if this is the August Cardinals, they kicked off August, or they finished the month of July by beating the Cubs. Um, they took two out of three on that homestand. This was the homestand right after they made all the roster moves, or at least the first round where they cleaned out the roster, where Tyler Lyons was designated for assignment, where Greg Howland was kind of essentially released where they, they end up trading Luke Voigt that weekend and they got Chase and I suck Shreve. Um, but they, you know, they had that big game on Saturday on the 28th where they scored six runs in the first inning and they took two out of three. And, you know, it's that was the last time they played and now they go into September and it just, it's been a very uneven month. I mean, it's been a thing where... You know, you have lost some series. You've won some series. There's no momentum. Uh, the last two teams worth a damn that you've faced. The last three teams worth a damn. You've beaten the Braves, and you and the Cardinals have been embarrassed by the Dodgers and pretty much embarrassed by the Brewers. And so if you think that the, the way they're going over the last few days, the Cubs are going to take two out of three or sweep the Cardinals. I mean, the Cardinals are going to give it their best shot. The Wainwright game is kind of like the toss-up game because if he goes out there like he did against the Dodgers and he looks really good, he also looked good against the Giants. He didn't get a decision. He gave up some runs, but he still looked pretty good for what you expect from Wainwright, who is kind of more of a fifth starter than he is. And he used to be an ace. But uh, And then it's going to be, you know, you have – Cardinals are going to throw their best guys, Michaelis and Jack Flaherty, the rest of the weekend. And so you have your 17-game winner, and then you have your probable your probable ace of the future going against the Cubs. So they're, they're taking their best shot. And if I had to guess the lineup, I don't think they're going to see much of a change. I, uh, I don't think you're going to see Tyler O'Neill, even though I'd like to see his bat at Wrigley Field. I mean, on Wednesday you had Carpenter leading off, Martinez in second in, in the two-hole in right field. He managed to get one of the two hits, which was basically an infield hit that Adolis Garcia, the poor Cardinal rookie who tripped over, running over third base, got thrown out. Uh, I could see DeYoung in the three-hole again. Uh, I can see I got Ozuna, Jerko. You might see Munoz in there, maybe over Jerko. Molina, Colton Wong, Bader. So you're going to see a collection of those guys. You're going to see Bader out in center field, even though he's been kind of struggling at the plate lately. Colton Wong's going to be there, Molina. So I don't see a big change in the lineup, maybe except for Jairo Munoz might get in there over Jerko, move things around a little bit. I don't think you're going to see – you might see Adams get a start, but I don't know. There's three games. You have to put the best guys out there. I would love to see Tyler O'Neill. I just think they like Ozuna swinging a hot bat. Um, Martinez is swinging a hot bat. He's not a good right fielder, 
And the ivy out there in right field in Wrigley can really reveal some bad stuff. You might want to, you know, it can reveal the worst traits of, of an outfielder. Maybe you put in Tyler O'Neill as they have lately to be a pinch hit. Maybe a guy goes in for Jose Martinez, but I don't see their outfield changing. You can make the case that you could put Tyler O'Neill in center field because Bader's kind of struggling, but Bader just saves you so many runs out there in the outfield that it's hard to pull him out of there. But uh, I almost want to see, you know, if the Cardinals do lose on Friday and things are looking down, I would love for the for Mike Schilt to put Adolis Garcia out there for one of those starts that are remaining in the weekend series. Put O'Neill, put O'Neill, Garcia, and Bader out there and just let those guys run around, run each other over, smashing the walls and shit. But so they can they can pull it off. It's not like it's impossible. But I just think that realistically, the way they're playing in the month of September for them to win a series against a team like the Cubs, you know, who are going to be, you know, they're beating the Pittsburgh Pirates right now. They're 92 and 66. Uh, They're very good at home. That's the thing about the Cubs. The Cubs are 44 and 37 on the road, and they are 48 and 29 at home. They have a plus. They have a run differential. You can get this of 100 plus 107. <laughs> I mean, you know, you look around the major leagues and the contending teams. You know, the Dodgers are at a plus 170. The Cardinals are at a plus 76. I don't put a lot of salt in that stat, but it's worth noting that you know, the Cubs, as uneven as they've been and as up and down as they've been, problems they've had with their bullpen and really putting together, getting good starts from their rotation. Cole Hamels has been a shot in the arm. That's a guy the Cardinals passed on. You know, the Cardinals, again, and let's just kind of remind people that the Cardinals didn't make any moves. Uh, the Cardinals, you know, the Brewers and the Cubs made moves. The Dodgers made moves. The Rockies, you know, they bolster their bullpen and so the Cardinals stood still, and now they could be paying for that because they could be, once again, the third-best team in their division. Uh, number two, will Wainwright power the comeback? Uh, you know, he's very good over his career at Wrigley, so you got to think that that plays. And I think the fact that he is more of an off-speed, lower-velocity guy now may give him a better chance. I think the, the Cubs' bats like those those high-velocity arms, you know, the 97, 9,800 miles per hour. So Wainwright, if he can perfect that curve and if he can at least get his fastball over for strikes and maybe hit 91, 92 to offset that curveball that comes in about 76, 77 with a great hook, then there's a good chance that he can at least give the Cardinals five to six runs. But here's the problem, and that leads me right into my next point about leaving Adolis Garcia alone about being the fault for last night's game, the bats. The Bats had two hits last night. And let me remind you that one of the hits in that game was Jose Martinez's little weak-ass grounder to third base. I mean, it's just they did not have they did not have a good series. Again, they scored four runs against the Brewers on, on, on Tuesday. That was powered by Yadier Molino, three-run homer. And, you know, they had a lead in the game on Monday, but it's just one of those things you can't really put, you can't say, okay, well, their bats are going to be fine because 
you know, Matt Carpenter doubles in a run on Monday in the third, and then Jose Martinez had a solo home run. Martinez and Ozuna, they go back to back, and you know, they if things are looking up, and it's just they still end up losing. You know, this is a team that focuses really and relies on the solo home run. Martinez and Ozuna home home runs were solo on Monday. The Molina home run was a three run homer, but they you know, they have a problem consistently manufacturing runs. And so the biggest problem with this team is they can't hit. They can't hit enough. Can they can they hit against Kyle Hendricks? Is that gonna be a problem? Because they're gonna have they're gonna have to. Yeah, you're gonna have Hendricks, you're gonna have Hamels, you're gonna have Montgomery. And by the time you get to Montgomery, it may not even matter. So you're going to have to crack Hendricks or Hamels. You're going to have to do one of them. And, you know, it's, it's again, it goes back to that first point. How likely is it? I don't know. It's just, it's, this is like the Cardinals looking at their future and while their past is kind of staring them down. Um, you know, you have the veteran, probable St. Louis Cardinal Hall of Famer and Adam Wainwright making the last stand to keep the season alive. And if you look at the stats, as far as the Cubs hitting him well, uh, Ian Happ is hitting three thirty three against him. Jason Hayward's had some success. Tommy LaStella, I don't know if he's even going to play. Daniel Murphy is hitting three fifty seven off Wainwright. And so they're going with their older guy, he is the guy on the mound facing, trying to save the season. You get a franchise icon to be making his final start for the Cardinals at Wrigley Field. The Cardinals are 3-0 and in the games he has started since returning from the disabled list. His fifth stint on the disabled list in the last two years. And they're going against Hendricks. Now, as far as the Cardinals' success against Hendricks, who is 13-11, with a 3.49 ERA and 159 strikeouts, but Hendricks has a 2.16 ERA over his last nine starts, so he's kind of picking up some steam. In three starts against the Cardinals this season, he is 2-0 with a 4.0 ERA. You have, as far as the Cardinals against him, Jed Jerko has some success with a home run and 20 at bats. Molina has a 3.20 average and 25 at bats. Jairo Munoz has, has limited, I mean, has success in limited bats. Uh, Marcel Ozuna is a guy to really keep an eye on. He is hitting 368 off of Kyle Hendricks in 19 at bats with two home runs and eight RBIs. So, wouldn't it be a great thing for Ozuna, who kind of one of the most polarizing topics in St. Louis this year is Marcel Ozuna. You know, he, uh, let's see what we've got. On the season, he's got, I mean, look at his stats, and you don't really, you can't get too mad. He's got 160 hits. He has, he's nearing 600 at-bats. He won't get there, but 23 home runs, 87 RBIs. He has 108 strikeouts, the 38 walks, which is not, not great. He walked 64 times last year. Um, he's hitting 279 you know, which is decent, okay, for a guy you rely on for a slugging percentage. Uh, he's got a 325 on base. That's right around his lifetime, as is the batting average. Uh, career slugging percentage is 453. He's slugging 434. At one time, he was below 400. 
he's probably spent the better half, I'd say at least a third of the season under 400 as a, as a when it comes to slugging. So he's at a 434. Here's a guy that the biggest thing with Ozuna is is his doubles. He only has 16 doubles, and he's a guy that averages around 25 to 26 doubles per season. So that's been kind of a letdown. But he is a guy who has success against Hendricks, and so you got to lean on that. So look for him to possibly make a dent tomorrow against uh, Kyle Hendricks. And that's a 120 start. All these games are day games. You know, the Cardinals, I imagine if it really meant something, ESPN may have tried to get that Sunday night game, but it's just too late. And then you have Michaelis on on Saturday. That's a 12 o'clock start, 12.05. Cole Hamels, who has not faced the Cardinals in quite a while, but he's pitched well against the Cardinals in his career. He's 4-4 four four with a 2.79 ERA. And when it comes to matchups against him, Carpenter's hitting 333 and 12 at bats. Jed Jerko's hitting 410 at bats. Molina does not have any, does not have much success in 10 at bats. Marcelo Zuna, however, again, Marcelo Zuna, 276. Not great, but he's got three home runs and 29 at bats against Cole Hamels. Again, it could come down not really to the pitching of this, this weekend. It could come down to the Cardinals' cleanup guy, the guy that they traded for to be the guy. Can Marcelo Zuna go off his career stats against his, his pitching staff and deliver a big blow? So then you go to September 30th, and that's when the Cardinals finish up the season. At 2.20 p.m. is the finale of the season. That is, unless the Cardinals need that extra wild card play-in game against the Dodgers, Jack Flaherty against Mike Montgomery, who um, he'll, he allowed five runs on Tuesday. So that was the roughest start for Mike Montgomery since July 27th, where the Cardinals roughed him up uh, in that win at Bush Stadium. So you got to like your chances. And once again, Marcel Ozuna, Against Mike Montgomery is hitting 417, 12 at bats, but still, he's got some success. Uh, DeYoung has success, uh, a little bit of a good hitting average against Montgomery. Jose Martinez, Yair Molina. So, as far as the Cubs against Jack Flaherty, they, I mean, Wilson Contreras has a home run, three at bats in that one game. So, the Cardinals, if you look at the matchups. Even with Cole Hamels, you can tell that there's, you know, there's possibility the Cardinals can take this series, and hopefully that'll be enough. Um, they do lead the league in errors. I wanted to point that out. <laughs> and if anybody ever wants to know what's wrong with this team, it's uh, fundamentals were still a problem. They had a good little run after Schultz took over, but then in late August, in September, the errors kind of started again. So, and I, I want to say this before I get out of here. It's the last point on my rundown here. People got to stop taking a shit on Mike Schilt, okay? No pun intended. Okay, all the puns intended. Overall, he has still been head and shoulders above Mike Matheny when it comes to moves in the game, being a game tactician, uh, taking risk, the right risk, managing the win and not just managing not to lose. 
Just because the Cardinals don't make the playoffs does not mean that Mike Schilt was a bad choice to be chosen as the, the manager for the next three seasons. He's the right guy for the job. If the Cardinals are positioning themselves in the direction of youth with the pitching rotation with Gomber and Flaherty and Dakota Hudson and Jordan Hicks and you know, Harrison Bader in the lineup and you know Adolis Garcia and Tyler O'Neill and you know Mike Schilt knows all these guys. He's been with He's been with the Cardinals for so long that this is his team, and it's a short it's a short deal. It's like he's got a five year deal, but I do think that no matter what happens, I think he's done a good job. I just think there has to be some moves made in the off season. I was talking tonight about Machado and Harper. I think the Dexter Fowler contract is going to make it hard to get Harper. You got Ozuna out there getting arbitration next uh, spring. Fowler is still due uh, $16 million a season, so just about $50 million. It's going to be tough to make that move. I mean, I'd love for him to do it, but I think they're going to give him a chance. Uh, but first things first, Cardinals and Cubs, again, if they win the series and the, Dodger, and the Dodgers can lose against the Giants with Bumgarner, Madison Bumgarner going to, uh, tomorrow night, then they would finish the season – tied with 89 wins apiece, and that would result in a one-game playoff on Monday at Bush Stadium to see who plays the number one wild card team on Tuesday. That's all I got. Uh, I could say I could pimp out Rock Lesage Coffee, who may be sponsoring a podcast in the future, National Coffee Day tomorrow. National Coffee Day, you'll get a, a good latte or a cup of coffee at Rock Lesage. Until next time, thanks for listening and good night.